Good morning, and welcome to Share Talk. Today I'm talking with Justin Tooth, who is the Executive Chairman of Ferrum Crescent. How are you there, Justin? Uh, good morning, Stephen. I'm fine, thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time to come on board. It's been a while since we've spoken. Could you give us an update on what's been happening at Moonlight and the reasons behind the uh, RNS? Yes, certainly. So yesterday we announced that a decision has been made about Moonlight. For some time now, uh, Moonlight and its future has been the cause of uh, concern and confusion. But just let's set this in the historical context. Uh, Moonlight was the legacy asset of Ferrum Crescent. Ferrum Crescent was set up to deliver Moonlight, but that was in a different era of pricing. At the moment, iron ore pricing has slumped right back down into the 60s. It's had a terrible couple of months. And uh, South Africa also has uh, had significant um, political uh, and investment uh, grade issues, which I can speak to if you wish. Uh, we were released from the previous contractual obligations uh, that Moonlight had to BBI partners in the middle of January. Uh, we had, of course, foreseen that and taken some lengths to, gone to some lengths to find another uh, suitable partner. We have been engaged in uh, extensive negotiations with one particular uh, mining company that uh, we thought may have a particular combination of technology and people that could uh, potentially overcome the, uh, the, the, the other issues around pricing and around um, logistics. However, uh, what with the recent issues in South Africa and the iron ore market, those, those talks uh, have uh, initially stalled and then been stopped and a difficult but correct decision has been made by the board, therefore, to move away from spending money on Moonlight and to focus on the very positive story that we have with our lead zinc project uh, at Toral in Spain. Now, obviously, you say that you've been focusing mainly on one aspect there. What are the plans to do with it, and are there any other ways that you could obviously dispose of the asset to get something back for it at least? So okay, so uh, on, not, on, on not Moonlight. Into production, but potentially getting something back for Well, let, let's put this into context. No magnetite project has been put into production worldwide for the last five years. Uh, and Moonlight, though it had merit, uh, was a large-scale asset uh, in Limpopo uh, and had uh, challenges. And previous efforts to set up others to pay for the DFS uh, had similarly uh, stalled. So we were left with a, having made the clear choice to stop spending significant amounts of money and effort uh, on Moonlight and focus on the lead zinc business that we have developed uh, since I came on board 13 months ago, that we're left with a, uh, a couple of pathways uh, in which we can extricate 
ourselves uh, cleanly and legally without incurring any further liabilities uh, or risks to the company. And uh, the simplest of those is via Section 11 transfer uh, to um, another local party. Uh, they won't be paying more than a entirely nominal sum for it. Uh, and that process uh, is going to take an expected three months. Okay, if we can have a look at Terrell then and have an update on what's been happening there. Obviously, beginning of April, you announced the drilling contract for the Terrell project, which is a lead sink project based in Spain. Could we have an update on what's been happening there, please? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we took a decision uh, a year or so ago when I came on board to use the uh, market environment of the time to look for a second project because we could see that Moonlight uh, was um, uh, was a, in a very challenging environment. We had hoped that it would get it was getting better. It has actually this year become more tough for, for, for the Moonlight kind of project. Uh, and so we looked around and um, we liked the zinc space because we saw uh, that there were. Um, closures, massive closures coming along uh, or had just come through in the zinc space, very high profile ones. We saw that the economic growth and the demand for zinc uh, and the expiration cycle gave us confidence that the zinc price was going to move. We were introduced to uh, this company in Spain, which had a kind of ready-made portfolio and had uh, suitable history. We understood that in Spain there was um, appetite for local investment from government and community, etc. We established quickly that it was in a strong um, regional zinc zone geologically. Uh, this particular project was evidently high grade uh, from a historical resource. We had uh, input from a technical consultant who then came to work for us that it would come through um, prospectively to surface. It came with a broad data set, etc. And so um, we went through the um, process last year of, of uh, raising money and acquiring that project. And very swiftly indeed, we put a team together and they have done a, uh, a groundwork program. As it happens for this kind of deposit, geochemistry is, uh, is a better tool than geophysics. And so we went in to look for the metal content in the soils. We opened up previous underground workings that had never been sampled. Uh, and we also looked at the data set and came through with the um, previous announcements, et cetera, which were uh, highly encouraging with signs of, uh, of over 10% zinc plus 2% lead. And in the same style, frankly, as the very large and successful Rubiales mine up the road that had uh, mined over 18.5 million tonnes um, between 1970. Six and 1992, I think, and um, we uh, we've we've put in hundreds of channel samples uh, and uh, soil samples into that program within a matter of a few months. As you said, this month we announced the award of the drill contract. It's an excellent contract with a firm that knows the deposit well and is coming on for 80 euros per meter, which is an exceptionally good cost. And we will commence the drilling within um, within a couple of weeks. 
Uh, the drill program itself will be for some 2,100 meters. The initial uh, nine fixed holes uh, are 1,400 meters. And these are going to basically test the top 150 meters along the structures that our geologists um, have identified right into the um, dilution zones between the, uh, between the um, parallel planar uh, zones that we found along this two-kilometer structure. And then we've got a second part of the program, uh, which will be to put in um, a number of other holes, depending on the results from the first, to bring this up to 2,100 metres. The whole thing should take um, a couple of months from the start of drilling. And so I would expect to come back with the results from that um, at the end of the second quarter, at the beginning of the third quarter, uh, and uh, unless, of course, we see some um, some phenomenal uh, results coming through from the actual drill, in, in which case we'd be duty bound um, to announce that earlier. But generally, uh, you wait until you've got all the results and they can be turned around before making the announcement uh, on that drill program. So based historically against what we know is in place, uh, will you obviously aim to do an updated drill report on that drill program? Uh, no, we're not un not likely to get a jork um, deposit out of this particular part of it. We have a, uh, a historic resource on the the, the deeper mineralisation, and that was what's given us confidence that we are, we're in a proper mineralised zone. Uh, our our thesis is that actually the the shallow areas, for various reasons to do with history, frankly, uh, were never uh, tested. The actual model that we are um, that we are following is rather different to the historic model. And, and the previous drilling basically was off structure. Uh, they, they had the alignment, we think, uh, in a different plane. We see this structure as containing three to six um, planes in the kind of north-south uh, alignment and we'll be drilling basically from east to west to go through the the, the different um, hosting uh, rock to intercept these structures. That won't give us in itself a jork resource, but uh, it will give us, I believe, uh, I hope, uh, strong uh, rationale and confidence. And frankly, the, the best way for us to add value to the project and to the company uh, at this time in the cycle is with the drill. And now with the decision that was made uh, yesterday and promulgated yesterday on Moonlight, we can focus on doing uh, real exploration with the drill. Uh, and the um, uh, and we think that at Toral, we've got a very good um, chance of success. If we can have a summarization and then a, a few questions based around your quarterly activities and obviously the cash flow report. So, could you summarize that for us, please? Sorry, can you ask me that again, Stephen? Yep, certainly. Could we have an update in reference to the quarterly activities and your cash yeah. flow report being the main thing? Yes, um, thank you for highlighting that. Today we have announced a few days early because of the bank holidays, etc., uh, our quarterlies, which show our activities 
uh, in the first quarter of this year, um, which is our third quarter of our financial year. The, the, the number that I think people will want to understand is our cash balance, which at the end of the quarter was uh, some $724,000. Uh, there have, you know, I think that that should adequately answer concerns about um, our liquidity. We have uh, uh, enough there to do what we want to do. And um, it also speaks, I think, to our general um, prudence uh, when it comes to the cash flow management. Um, I think that we uh, will be able to show in the next set of quarterlies um, uh, a set of uh, a set of facts and figures um, that will be equally pleasing. Um, and I'm just very happy that we can provide clarity yesterday and today about the actual health of the company, uh, what we care about, what we're focused on, and that most of all, we've been able now to provide a solution to staunch the um, uh, to staunch the spending uh, that have been going on uh, in South Africa um, for uh, the last many years. The obvious concern from a lot of your shareholders is obviously the dreaded word of a placing. Obviously, looking at your cash burn versus your cash position with obviously the drill program in place, where do you foresee that sort of cut-off point in future months? Are you funded for the drill program? Yes, uh, the, the drill program... Uh, there's adequate money there for the, the, the current activities. Uh, as always, we don't um, make uh, timing um, predictions on placements because that would be um, inefficient and uh, potentially misleading. But all I will say is that I am confident that now we have a clean story and a clear story that our valuation, which I think has frankly overshot on the downside, uh, will start to recover uh, and that we will be having um, conversations like this one I'm having now and others that I'll be having today and next week, etc., uh, with investors to explain where we're at, why we're here and what we're doing going forward. Previously, we had talks and discussions about obviously all of your listings which have a impact obviously on the balance sheet with the sort of disposition of moonlight there are there forward-looking plans to potentially delist from some of your sort of ventures i.e. Yeah. with the JSE and potentially with the ASX I'm really glad you asked me that. Um, the, the, the key point about, um, uh, about our position now is that having done what we've done with Moonlight, we're able to basically reinvent the brand of the company uh, and some of the you know, intrinsic architecture of the company. So I think without, um, without over-gilding this, you should uh, expect to see that our website, our presentation, our name potentially, and certainly other structural aspects of the company uh, will start to evolve very rapidly uh, so that we can 
um, best represent the present and the future of the company rather than reflect too much on the past. And uh, again, just one last question from a shareholder. Obviously, beginning of this year, you've awarded yourself a pay increase. Are you going to be aligning yourself with your shareholders with a potential share purchase? Yeah, so I was, um, I don't award myself things. There's a remuneration committee uh, that does that, and they look at these things in conjunction with similar pay uh, elsewhere and i can um, assure you that mine is in the lower uh, quartile of companies of this ilk with regard to aligning my interests to that of shareholders we have put out a uh, circular to shareholders which suggests a share scheme which has a set of quite high targets uh, which have to be hit price targets for the share which have to be hit within certain time frames, uh, and that will do the job of, uh, of aligning my, myself. At the moment, um, I've been inside, basically, uh, throughout, but at some point, uh, as I've always said, that is my, my fervent wish, is to uh, increase um, my alignment with shareholders. Is there anything further that you would like to add, Justin? Only to say thank you, Stephen, for your interest and for getting the message out there. Justin, it's been brilliant talking to you. Thank you very much for the summarisation and update. And we look forward to covering the news based around Terrell. Okay. Thanks, Stephen.